Yo, 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 yo! Welcome back to the Robson Sportscast. I am your host, Alex Robson. Thanking you for tuning in to this week's edition. We got a lot of sports chat to get into. So as much as I love listening to this sick beat RC Productions gave me, we gotta get into it. So let's go ahead and kill that beat and jump right into these week three all right, kicking off the show, we'll once again do a quick little recap of last week. 49ers take down the Jets 31-13. A lot of injuries for the 49ers. I think that's going to cost them a lot in the future, but we'll see. We'll see how they bounce back from that. Buccaneers get their first win with Brady, 31-17 over the Panthers. Tennessee squeaks out a win against Jacksonville, 33-30. The Bears get a win against the Giants, 17-13. The Cowboys, holy crap, what a freaking comeback. 40-39 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Packers beat the Lions 42-21. Colts take down the Vikings 28-11. Buffalo ekes out a win 31-28 against the Dolphins. Rams dominate the Eagles 37-19. Steelers take down the Broncos 26-21. Arizona beats the Washington football team 30-15. Baltimore takes down Houston 33-16. The Chiefs get an overtime win over the Chargers 23-20. Justin Herbert, welcome to the NFL, young man. He played a phenomenal football game. And then the Seahawks win a thriller against the Patriots 35-30. And the Monday Night Football, the Raiders take down the Saints 35 424. Joe Morley, if you are listening to this, congratulations, my man. <laughs> I did not expect, I think you were the only one that expected that. I think you're the only one that picked that in our pickums, which the Robson Sportscast went 12 and 4 last week. We're still in last place somehow. I don't get Adam from the What Offseason Sports Podcast. You're awesome, but you suck. How do you go 15 and 1? Dude, come on now. I will admit, I kind of went a little ballsy with some of my picks. I will kind of bite the bullet on that one. Um, thought the Jags were going to beat the Titans. Almost happened. Um, thought the Vikings were actually going to be something coming into the year. Clearly, they're not. They're an awful football team. I uh, thought the Saints were going to win. Uh, again, only Joe Morley thought that was going to happen. The Raiders winning that one. Um, but yeah. Damn it. <laughs> So yeah, we are in la- technically last place, I guess. But so it goes. I'm not too worried about it. If Adam can go 15 and one, I think we can go 16 and 0. I think we can one up them. We got this. We're still gonna finish first in the end. We're not gonna be like the Jets and finish last place all the time. We're gonna get this done. Now let's move on. We'll recap Thursday night football and then we'll talk about week. Two. Well, no, what? No. I say recap Thursday Night Football, and I just remembered what the Thursday Night Football game was for this week, and it was the Dolphins and the Jaguars. 
make schedule makers. Who thought that was a good idea for prime time? That is awful. Like a whole new level of awful. Come on now. We'll recap it really quickly because there's not a lot to talk about. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw two touchdown, threw two touchdowns, and threw only two incompletions. Really good game for him. Gardner Minshew. I'm gonna wake y'all up a little bit, give y'all a little reality check. If you think Gart Minshew mania, whatever the hell it is, is real, you're delusional. He's not that good. He will not be the quarterback for the Jags next year. It'll be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or that. I keep forgetting his name. The, he plays for uh, North Dakota State. The uh, I can't remember his name. But he's really good. He's really good. So, get used to it. Gardner Minshew's not it. He's fun. Sure, fun to talk about. But he's not much. Let's just chill out with that one. But yeah, not much to talk about. The Dolphins dominated this game. Um, and it's a stinker game anyway, like. Again, who thought that was a good idea for primetime football? That's just nasty. Ugh. All right, let's move on to our week three picks. Crazy to think we're already in week three. We are chugging along with football. Man, we still got college football. My Gators finally played yesterday. It was awesome. A 51-35 victory against Ole Miss. Offense was electric. If y'all want me to talk more college football, just let me know because... I mean, I'm really, I love me some college football, but it's NFL right now. It's easier to make predictions with NFL when there's only six, like 15, 14, 16 games going on, and let alone like 116. But, but we'll stick with the NFL for now. Week three pickums, here we go. And as you all noticed, there is no Jets ramp because I expected to get blown out by the 49ers, even with a ton of injuries, because the Jets are awful. Uh, we'll start off with them, just get it out of the way. New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. I'll be taking the Colts on this one. I originally, my schedule predictions thought the Jets had a chance to win this one. Then I've seen their offense through two weeks. It is the worst in the league. Um, the Colts, they're going to roll through this one. It's going to be easy money for Phillip Rivers. He's probably going to throw for over 300 yards and multiple touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor may have a breakout game. I'm glad I got him on my fantasy team. Yeah, this is not going to be pretty. I'll take the Colts. The Bears at the Falcons. This is an interesting one. The Falcons in the secondary are beat to hell. AJ Terrell, their rookie rookie corner. He is still on the COVID-19 list. Kendall Sheffield, out with a foot injury. Ricardo Allen, out with an elbow injury. And they got multiple questionables, including Dante Fowler, the defensive end. He's got an ankle injury. Julio Jones is questionable, although I really don't question that offense. It's strange that the Bears are 2-0 and the Falcons are 0-2, but so it goes. I'll be taking the Bears on this one just because I've given up faith on the Falcons. After what I saw last week, the Falcons have a insane lead on the Cowboys and they choked it away. Yeah, I'll take the Bears that have a better defense than Dallas. They may just smother Matt Ryan, especially if he's got no Julio Jones to throw to. The Rams at the B. 
Bills. This is going to be a good football game, I think. This is going to be a really good football game, but I'll be taking the Rams. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of them right now. The Rams are looking really, really, really good. And Buffalo's looked really good, too. Josh Allen right now is playing like an MVP quarterback. He has looked phenomenal in year three. And as I've mentioned, in year three is usually when you see that leap for quarterbacks. Like we've seen, like Lamar Jackson, he's looked really good. He's looked like he's developed more as a passer. Josh Allen is throwing that football around like crazy. And I mentioned when I was start when I did the uh, fake out or breakout, if you guys remember from way early in the show's history, um, fake out or breakout was the thing I did. I had Josh Allen as a fake out because I didn't think he had the arm, even with Stephon Diggs. But that connection is not only working, it is working fast, a lot faster than I thought it would. So I'm really liking what I've seen out of him. Both of them, Stephon Diggs, who leads the NFL in receiving yards right now, and Josh Allen, who is lighting it up out there. But the Rams are defensively dominant. Look at the first two teams the Bills have faced. A awful Jets team and a surprisingly more subpar than I thought defense of, the, of Miami, who took Buffalo the distance, but it was still not that great of a defensive performance. So, this is going to be a really good defense they're facing, Aaron Donald and company. So, I'm going to take the Rams on this one. Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns. This is an interesting one. Again, Browns are favored by seven points. I've kind of liked what I've seen out of Washington. I know they got blown out last week, but that's against the Cardinals, so I think it's a sleeper playoff team. But this game could be a lot closer than many people think. I'm still going to take the Browns. I'm not delusional. But I but watch out. That could be an upset. Tennessee at Minnesota. I'm going to take Tennessee. I have put way too much faith, apparently, in Kirk Cousins and company. This Minnesota's awful. I mean, they can't do anything right, it seems. So I'll be taking the Titans to get this one. And if it's a three-point win, if Steven Gostowski misses a bunch of field goals again and then makes the only one that matters, I'm just it's just insane. There's something going on there. The Las Vegas Raiders taking on the New England Patriots. This game is going to be good. I think this may be, out of the early window, the 1 o'clock games, this may be the best one. This is going to be a great football game. I think the Patriots will win it just because of the amazing defense. I completely missed the mark with them. Um, I thought they weren't going to be that good. I, even though I had them winning the, the AFC East, I didn't think it was going to be that hard this year because it's such a question mark comp division. But yeah, New England has looked phenomenal. They could have easily won that game against Seattle if they if the play call at the very end run up the middle with Cam Newton. That's the most predictable BS ever. If they called literally anything else, then they probably would have won that game against Seattle. Vegas... You're 2-0. You beat New Orleans. Congratulations. You're lucky they didn't have Michael Thomas or that score would have not gone your way. Like I've said, I like the Raiders' defense for the future. Their defense now is not that good. They have a lot of young talent. But I liken what I'm seeing out of Derek Carr. I may be wrong about him. I'm not sold on it yet. But I'm impressed. I think the Raiders are a good football team. But New England is... Dominant on defense, so I'll take the Patriots. San Francisco at New York, the Giants. Nick Mullins, I believe, will be getting the start for San Francisco. 
I had a brain fart there. Couldn't remember who he's playing for. But San Francisco. Listen to this injury list. Most of this is after the damn Jets game, which I don't know what happened there. Richard Sherman, D. Ford, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I believe Nick Bosa is out too. I think Mostert's out too. Solomon Thomas, I think, is out. I think Kittle is out. I understand it's the New York Giants. But that is a long-ass list of key players that are hurt. So call me crazy, but I'm taking the Giants to win this football game. I understand it's San Francisco. I understand the Giants have an awful offensive line. I understand there's no Saquon Barkley. But the 49ers are hurt everywhere. And they're hurt on the defensive line, which could capitalize on the bad offensive line. Nick Bosick had about seven seasons worth of sacks in this game. But he's hurt. Solomon Thomas is hurt. This is going to be, I think this is going to be kind of a high-scoring game. But I'll take the Giants to win this one. Cincinnati at Philadelphia. Carson Wentz, you better win this damn football game. I'm picking the Eagles to win. But if Carson Wentz does not win this football game, we he needs to seriously be considered to be moved to the bench for Jalen Hurts. This is his last shot. If he can't beat the damn Bengals, then there's an issue here. Y'all know how high I was coming in on Carson Wentz. I thought he was an MVP candidate. I thought the Eagles were a Super Bowl team. But clearly I was wrong. The injuries have happened again, especially to the offensive line. Like, I just don't get how that happens to a team twice. That Lombardi trophy has to have some voodoo curse on it. But everyone is hurt again for the Eagles. Carson Wentz has to start making plays. And if he doesn't do it this game, we need to seriously give him a look. Philadelphia should win this one. But if they lose this, hell if it's even close. Carson Wentz, you gotta look, you gotta get a look at, man. You gotta get a look at. Houston at Pittsburgh, nothing to talk about here, in my opinion. Pittsburgh's gonna blow this team out. Um Pittsburgh may have the most dominant defense in the league. I understand that. They got kind of picked apart by Jeff Driscoll last week. But it's all right. They sacked him six times. <laughs> I think it's all right when you sack the guy six times. But in the end, Pittsburgh is just a better football team. And I think this is going to be a blowout. Carolina at the Chargers. Justin Herbert getting the start. And I'm going to take the Chargers. When I heard that Tyrod Taylor was considered to get back into the game, even after Justin Herbert's performance, I was appalled. Anthony Lynn, what the hell are you doing? Justin Herbert just picked apart the Super Bowl champions, and you're like, oh no, we're going to stick with Tyrod. Herbert's ready. Way faster than I thought he would be. He looks amazing. He looked calm, cool, and collected in the pocket, and that's not something you see out of a rookie that often. Trust me, I know, it seems every damn year the Jets have a new rookie quarterback in there. (laughs) Every other year or so. 
still sticking with Sam Darnold, but that's a different different topic. I can go on on and on and on about Sam Darnold. But anyway, yeah, Chargers win this one easy. Um, Detroit at Arizona. Arizona's going to win this one. They're going to go three, start three and oh. I'm telling you, this connection between Murray and Hopkins is elite. It is elite. This is a great all-around football team, and I really like the Cardinals. Detroit, they've been okay, but they haven't won a damn game yet. They've cho- they've gotten blown out, and they choked one- the first game away. So, Matthew Stafford deserves better. This is well-established, and Arizona will get the win here. Tampa Bay at Denver, easy. I'll take Tampa Bay. Denver's hurt all around. No more Drew Locke, who you all know I love and adore Drew Locke. I think he is a super talented quarterback. Tampa Bay, they're just healthier. And I honestly, I think they probably would have won this game anyway. But, yeah, I'll take Tampa Bay. Dallas at Seattle. I had no idea who the hell is going to win this game. I picked Seattle because that's just a safe pick. But I got no idea who the hell is going to win this game. I mean, Dallas was down like, what, 20-plus against Atlanta? They came back and won that football game. I got no idea who's going to win this game. I'm taking Seattle just because Russell Wilson and it's a safe pick. But this could go either way. Green Bay at New Orleans for Sunday Night Football. This is a stacked injury list. Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams for their squads respectively are out. But in the end, I'm going to take Green Bay. Drew Brees has been looking his age now. And that's not a good thing to say. He has looked... Lackluster. While Aaron Rodgers is playing at a whole nother level. Six touchdowns, no picks. Over 600 yards already for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's still a bad man. And he's going to be just fine without Devontae Adams because he's Aaron Rodgers. Let's be real here. He's going to be fine. Drew Brees, I don't think he's going to be fine. Without Michael Thomas. Drew Brees has been struggling to start this season. His arm talent is not is de- like decaying before our eyes. And it's not pretty. And I love Drew Brees, but I have to admit it. He's not the same guy anymore. He just does not look it. So I'm going to take the Packers to win this one. Monday Night Football is the game of maybe the freaking year. The Chiefs at the Ravens. This is going to be an insane football game that could go either way. But I'm going to take Baltimore to win it. Kansas City also has struggled a little bit out of the game. Yes, they blew out the Texans, but that's the Texans. They're an awful football team. They faced, I think people kind of overreacted to that week one. See what happens when they face a real football team. A real good one in the Chargers. A defensive line. A defense in general. Smothered the Chiefs for most of that game. Just Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes and he had a fourth quarter comeback again. The Ravens are the elite of the elite. Great defense. Even better offense. 
the Ravens got this one. I'll be taking Baltimore to win. And there's the week three pickums. Open we can have yet another week of success. Went 12 and 4, somehow still last place. So it goes. I think I went a little more safe with my picks this time. No real big ballsy ones aside from the Giants, definitely. And I think the Bears are probably considered one because they're underdogs going into that game. But I like my picks. I'm hoping for 16-0 and 0 just so I can kind of give the what offseason Adam be like, I want up you. What you going to do? What you going to do? If he went 16-0, and 0, I would have quit. <laughs> I'd have been like, yep, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. But anyway, that's enough football talk. Let's get into some basketball action, shall we? Because we have one half of the NBA Finals set. Let's move on to talk some basketball. <laughs> The Lake Show is back playing for titles. That's actually felt kind of good to say. It's been a while since the Lakers have been relevant. (laughs) I'm going to get hate for that one. (laughs) But the Lakers finish off the Nuggets a 4-1 series victory and are headed to the NBA Finals. And this is your chance for revenge, Lakers fans. You can... Yap and talk all you want about it. From the beginning, I said, didn't think the Lakers could were a championship team. And once again, I doubt LeBron James. It's not the first time in my basketball fandom I've doubted him. Sure enough, this dude proves me wrong again. Tenth final appearance in his career for LeBron James. That's more than the Knicks have had in their entire franchise history. little snippet I got from ESPN. Thanks, ESPN, for continuing to remind me why it absolutely freaking sucks to be a Knicks fan. (laughs) And that's one thing. I eventually have faith that the Jets will get their act together. They just got to get the Johnsons out of there, their owners. They just got to get them out of there. Then the building process can begin, really. But the Knicks, I have no hope. I have no hope with them. I usually don't even say I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going off on a little tangent here just talking about the Knicks because that little snippet I mentioned. I usually don't even mention it. If you know it, you know you're a good friend. Because I don't mind you laughing at me. <laughs> like, for it's like I usually don't mention it. It's just, it's rough, it's rough, it's rough. They have not been good most of my life, and that's... It's sad. It's sad. But definitely not sad for Lakers fans. They take down the Nuggets 4-1. to one. I got to be honest, though. I was a little nervous for the Lakers when that series hit 3-1. to one. I was like, oh, no, here we go again. And this one's going to be the best one of all. <laughs> like, like, I was just waiting for it to happen. I was waiting for the Nuggets to come back and beat the Lakers in the 3-1 to comeback. and Because they've done it twice before. Why couldn't they do it a third time? But, again, I doubt LeBron James. And this is what happens. He goes on a rampage. Got to talk, I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday after that. And he said, 
and um, you think LeBron's the goat now? He made ten finals. I'm like, first off, I hate that. I hate talking about greatest of all time. When really we should be talking about the greatest team of all time. Because as great as one guy can be, LeBron James, as an example, there's been other guys that have been phenomenal. Andre Iguodala, when the Warriors won their first title in that dynasty, he was phenomenal. Stephen Curry's phenomenal. Michael Jordan is phenomenal. But it's a team effort to win a championship. Everybody's got to do their part and do it well to win a championship. We should be talking greatest team of all time, not greatest player of all time. And that's where the conversation ended. <laughs> I hate that. But secondly, I will have to say he's made 10 and only won three. It could be four after this series. Even if, you, if you're a fan of that stuff, pump the brakes on LeBron talk. Because he could be, he could have three championships and ten tries, or four championships and ten tries. That's a little. That's under five hundred. Just saying, Michael Jordan never lost the finals. So let's calm down a little bit. But I'm not a fan of that talk. That's not my personal opinion. I'm just saying there's arguments you can make for either one. But I'm I'm more of a greatest team of all time talk, not greatest player of all time talk. Now. Who will the Lakers be facing? The Heat, once again, tonight, could advance to the finals. 3-2 lead over Boston. I'm getting a little nervous about the Heat. Boston absolutely dismantled them last uh, game five. Not last night. I don't think they played last night. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting a little nervous about them. But I'm still confident that he will finish this series. And we'll have a Heat versus Lakers finals. This just shows that this bubble changes everything. Because if you would have told me that the Heat would have made the finals in a regular playoff scenario, I would have laughed at you. Because as much as I like the Heat, they're better teams in the East. I think, honestly, Boston is one of them. And I think Boston could really give the Lakers a run for their money in the finals. And that'd be actually really cool to see the Lakers and the Celtics going at it again. But... And then I think the Heat will finish us off, and we'll have Lakers versus Heat in the finals, and I think the Lakers will win the championship. I know. All time I was saying, oh, the Lakers don't have enough to win a championship. When you got playoff LeBron, it's, there's no hope. <laughs> and I think this was kind of written in the stars, honestly. Um, After Kobe Bryant passed, I should have known right then the Lakers are going to win the whole thing. We'll win the whole thing and get one in Kobe's honor. I think I think that's just that's the basketball gods have determined that, uh, and that's going to be cool to see. I'll have no issue with the Lakers winning a championship. I think it'll be coming full circle finally. I think the Lakers they've had a lot of issues. They struggled to develop young talent, which is still a concern to me, but that's a different story. But they've gone through a lot with Kobe leaving. Retiring, Kobe passing. This franchise has undergone a lot of change, but they're back playing for championships, which I really like. I want to talk about the Nuggets real quick, though. I know they didn't win this series, but God almighty, this team is going to be amazing in the future. Nikola Jokic is a phenomenal Two-way player. 
Hurt you on offense and on defense. Jamal Murray is a phenomenal shooter, even though he's wildly inconsistent. Michael Porter Jr., a guy I think has tremendous potential if he can stay healthy and continue to work. This team has the tools around it. This is a already well-developed core of talent. They just need to continue to add to it, and I think they need a superstar. If they can land a superstar, the sky's the limit for this team. Watch out for the Denver Nuggets in the future because this team could be a championship team if they continue to develop it right. And let's talk a little bit more about the Eastern Conference Finals. This has been a great series. It's 3-2 Miami right now, as I mentioned. I think the Heat will win it. But this series has reminded me That man is different without the crowds, without home court advantage. Because while the season was still going on, this was not my prediction having the Heat in Boston in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. No way in the world was that my prediction. I thought it was the Bucks and the Celtics that were going to be playing. And I think it would be if the crowds were still in play. Now, honestly, looking back, I think probably the West still would have been won by the Lakers. But when this whole COVID crap blows over, hopefully it does eventually. I think it will, but you never know. 2020 has been unpredictable hell. Uh, (laughs) So you never know. It's kept you on your toes, though, hasn't it, 2020? Good Lord Almighty. But anyway, um, yeah. When this blows over and the crowds are back to full strength, it's going to be awesome. Because it was weird watching the Florida game yesterday with Oxford, Mississippi. Ole Miss football game, first game of the year, dead empty. There were a few fans there, but it was so quiet. And I was just like, this is so weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I'm watching football or in sports in general, but wow, this is weird. <laughs> but I'm just grateful that we have sports action to talk about. It's awesome seeing it. I can't wait for the finals. It's going to be freaking epic no matter who's in it. But man, it's going to have to wait for another time. Because we got to wrap this episode up. Apologies that this episode is a little later than 10 o'clock, but it's all right. So it goes. I still got it done. You're still listening to the sports chat or finishing up the sports chat. Hope you enjoyed this week's edition. I know I did recording it. Let's go ahead. RC Productions hitting us out with the dope beat. This is your host, Alex Robson, signing off.